0: Uh, hi there, this is Coach Dee Crusoe along with Coach Iowa Banker. We're doing some PNTT previews. for doing the Williams group right now. Um, this group is led by the Rockford Files, Coach Future Star, one of the best programs, I would say, in this league. Um, and he's been great in League 42 as well. Um, interesting, you would not see this too often, but the group is named after a bench player. But he, uh, Rockford did not have any seniors that were going to start in the lineup last year. so. Uh, clearly, this team is coming out with a bang. Um, four got, or three guys returning in the starting lineup that had game scores above twenty last year. They're all coming back. Liam Pannell, shooting guard, is also coming back. Don't you know he he averaged seventeen points a game. And um, the uh, freshman class he's bringing in doesn't blow you away. Definitely not compared to his other top two classes he currently has. But there's some solid players in there. I think Andy Boys looks like a really good defensive. Minded center and um Trevor Miller, uh Trevor Miller, uh quite the passer at six foot seven, very interesting player. Um, could be one of those guys that can play kind of up and down the lineup, but man, this team has got a lot of returning players. They were an elite eight team last year, um, final four team uh three seasons ago, and that included this this uh group of um seniors. So this team is loaded. Uh, any any other uh, any other comments on this Rockford
1: team? Yeah, there's not a lot to say here. Um, you know, I, I I know Coach Future Star really really well. Um, he's he, he's been a tough nut for me to crack in in League 31. Uh, we've we've met the last two seasons in the semifinals of the PMTT, and I'm 0 for two uh, against his club. And his team and I are in the same conference in League 37 and he absolutely owns me with a capital O. So um I I I can't figure out cannot figure out how to beat this guy in any league. Uh, you know, his teams are are kind of remarkably similar, at least those two. Uh they they are offense first and they are explosive and extremely efficient. Um, this one's exactly like that. Um and, and again, as you mentioned, all five starters return. He has two of the best players in the country, um, maybe three, honestly. But, you know, you've got the great inside-out combination with, with Martin and Jackson. Jackson's just an absolute animal inside Martin that's scoring and passing and defensive point guard. He's, he's got everything you want there. And, and then you look down at the wing and brothers, there's no slouch either. As you said, 320 game score starters. Uh, those three are just terrific. Everybody seems like they know how to play their role, um, you know. And and again, you mentioned the group coming in and, and the group leaving. So he lost basically his two backup post players. Uh, you know, I think Andy Boys is uh, is a perfect fit to slide in as as one of those replacements. And then he had a you know a guy on his NA list, a six ten guy, just sitting there, Max Holman. So I think you've probably got those two as to slide right in and and take the spot of Williams and Wanamaker. Probably don't lose a thing there. Uh, and, and, again, he's got a couple of awfully good players on his bench, too. So an embarrassment of riches, just an offensive-efficient uh, juggernaut and and one of the favorites, obviously, in this group, uh, in this tournament and across the league for my money.
0: Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't have said it better myself. This team, um, it's just funny kind of in a league like this where it's so much harder to land high-end talent and then for a team to kind of get them all at once, uh, it's definitely one of those things you don't take for granted. Um, so I'm, I'm sure the coach is enjoying this little run he's got right now. And it certainly helps to get two top five classes. And I'm sure these guys were max ties. Um, but I, I found uh, with a lot of um, teams that I've had a lot of success with is I think one of the most important things, if you can get elite point guard and elite center play together, I mean, that's like, that's so hard to stop And with this team. Like, any given night, if you stop one of those guys, the other one's going to step up. And then he, he even has, like you said, brothers. is a really good player. And Pennell is just kind of silently averaging almost 20 points a game out <laughs> that shooting guard spot. And then the fact that his bench, I, I don't think we talked about his backup. Uh, backcourt, I'm sure Henley and Champion would be starters in, like, 90% of other teams <laughs> in this league. So, yeah, this is definitely the favorite. Uh, I, I don't care what region you would put them in. I think they would be the favorite to, to win this thing. Um, yeah, enough praise for Rockford. He's probably heard enough uh, praise about his teams. Uh, we'll move on to Bloomington. Uh, Coach Rob, he's the one that actually got me into DTL uh, three-plus years ago. I know him well. Um, he's uh, He's in the toughest conference conference 15 he's had some really good teams um looks like right now he's kind of like right on the edge of ptt ntt he had a couple really good seasons i know he had um a really good Gianni brooker uh averaged in his final two seasons 30 points a game each of those seasons so he was a huge um huge player for them but he is no longer there uh Rankings are not high in them going into this season at 155. So kind of a quick descent from um, a pretty euphoric high for the program over a two-year stretch. Uh, there's still talent on this team. But like I said, losing Brooker, that's a tough loss. Um, I do like his freshman. And I, I think the rankings might be off maybe a little bit. 12485 is not the worst. But I really like this Rahul Barrios. Mm-hmm. Um these are the types of players that I just, I I love going after these, these guys that are at like six, six or below and are playing power forward or center or like six, four and below that are playing small forward. I think usually if they're already producing stats that look good, I think you can always assume that they're going to do at least that. If not more in uh, once you actually play them at a position they're comfortable with. But I mean, this guy, 17 points a game, eight rebounds, almost three assists, and then both steals and blocks. Um, I think he'll be, he's obviously not going to be Gianni Brooker, 30 points a game, but I think he'll be a really good replacement for him. And he'll be a great compliment to both um, Ryan James and William Shulton, which is the starting front court for um, Bloomington. And then um, it'd be interesting to see if Mike Wolf, the other freshman, uh, yeah, he has some pretty decent numbers i would be curious to see his attributes but he p- could potentially take the starting point right spot only from rosado who didn't really have great stats last year was more just kind of like a a, maybe a game manager to kind of just give him hold the broker and let him score um so it's just I, I think this team is very very underrated uh, I don't know about you what are your thoughts
1: yeah I agree coach you know when you when you look at the team so they're, you know their losses last oh. year were uh, in terms of graduation all in the backcourt. So three out of their four um, backcourt players between starters and reserves. So coach Smartly went after replacements for all those, and I think he probably uh, he's probably got generally what he's looking for. So as you mentioned, you've got Rosado, the starting point guard, but you know uh, you know you look at Mike Wolf, who he brought in, and Asito Alfredo Asito, who he brought in as well. Um, you know you've got to replace both of your backups, so. Uh, and, and, and with Barrios, I think I think he's probably just going to mix and match a little bit and experiment and, and see who starts and who's the backup. And then you plug and play everybody else from last year, and and off you go. So I agree. You've got the two front court players that are a little bit undersized, but, but very good scorers in the front court. And, again, it's kind of the same thing we talked with some other teams earlier. Uh, you're not going to replace 30 points a game out of one player. But if you've got a little bit of a team approach, you've got all these guys returning, some freshmen coming in that can help, hopefully you add all that up and, and you can, uh, you can cover that, that scoring, uh, uh, in that match that are just with one guy. So I, I agree. I think this is a, this is a team that looks a little bit saltier to me than, uh, you know, than maybe what, uh, the rankings and the magazine say. And, and, you know, and, and you mentioned also a good coach. I, I completely agree with that. This is a, you know, this is a coach that, had a couple of nice runs, and you know, last year missed out. But before that, two straight Sweet Sixteen appearances. So, uh, I I don't think this is a team you can take lightly at all.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's tough that he is in Conference fifteen. Like, it, it's such an it's such a heavyweight conference. I feel like if you're not, if you don't have a stacked roster, it can be easy to get kind of lost. Like, you look at the team; he's the lowest ranked out of that conference. But I'd be willing to bet if you put this guy put this team in any other conference, I think even like their chances, maybe more of making an NTT. Um, It's just tough with this conference being so loving every year. But, yeah, I think the biggest X factor in this team in terms of if he wants to make it back to the NTT without um, Brooker, I mean, I'm telling you, Barrios can be a guy that that maybe not 30 points a game, but I think easily 20 points a game. I mean, averaging 17 points, that power forward on 49% shooting, you know, there's the possibility that he ends up being a really, really solid scoring threat in addition to being a a really good overall um, player. So I think that's, he's going to be the big X factor and whether he kind of starts off hot right away or if it takes some time will probably determine you know where these guys go in the PNTT but I think you got to like the direction moving forward because it it can be tough replacing a player like Brooker. I mean, that's you know, (laughs) 30 points a game is insane but I think getting a guy like Barrios is is definitely going to lessen that blow a little bit Um. So that's that's Bloomington College for right there another very strong program. Next up we got Flagstaff, looking for Snappers, Coach Tao, two thousand six ranked right outside the top twenty five, coming off a NTT appearance. Uh, hasn't been the best of stretches for Flagstaff. We know they won a title back in our season twenty, so he's had some great success, but seems like this uh, program is a little bit more of a roller coaster compared to maybe some other elite programs in terms of you know consistent NTT and even PTT success. Uh, Flagstaff's been dealing with some down years, but they are trending up. They um, do lose a good senior class, which is tough. Um, 25-19, they had two starters from that team that are gone now. Kirk Watkins and Andrew Land. So the hope is that you yeah, at least get maybe one uh, guy from your freshman class to jump in to starting lineup, and I'm pretty sure Lawrence Conley will be the guy that does that. Where that's going to be um, is the question. I mean, he's six foot. You don't see a lot of six-foot shooting guards in this league. Um, so if he plays point guard, you're then probably going to move down Holland to shooting guard have him be more of like a secondary um, playmaker. So um, definitely some uh, lineups to – uh, test out for this coach but man Lawrence Conley can really score 29 points a game for assists that's you know that's good stuff doesn't seem I think he'll be probably a liability on defense being six foot and doesn't really do anything in terms of taking the ball away but he's going to put up a lot of points um, and that should I think help limit the the loss of land and lock at least um, for one spot it will be interesting to see who comes in and starts a power forward but I know it's going to be um, one of his other freshmen, or if it's going to dig out the bench, um. So a lot of I think mystery around this team. What are your thoughts on the whippersnappers?
1: Yeah, yeah, completely agree. Um, you know the, the when when you look at this team, the, the the first thing you draw your eye to is what you already pointed out, Coach. That incoming freshman Conley. I mean that he's just putting up video game like numbers. So. Uh, as, you, as you mentioned, uh, I I don't think you can put him at shooting guard. I think if he's going to play, you have to put him at point guard. Uh, you realize that he's he's going to be a very, very talented uh, scorer and, and first option probably on your team. Yeah, you might have to put up with some subpar defense, uh, uh, some turnover or foul issues on occasion, but but you can do that if a guy can put the ball in the hoop at the rate that he can. So I think you've got to slide him in there. As you mentioned, you know possibly move Holland down, uh, Brian Harris did not have a bad year as a freshman on the bench as a backup shooting guard. Um, so, you know, I think he's, uh, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you could probably expect another step from, um, you know, and and then, you know, you look at, you know, obviously you get the big man in the middle and Clark, that big seven one uh, you know, really, really solid rebounder defender type who's, who's there. So you've got an anchor inside. And as you mentioned, the question is who's going to play next to him? Uh, you know, is that Haw- or you know, Hawkins also graduated last year, kind of a reserve. So uh, you know, is that an Austin Graves type player or um, you know, Inman uh possibly coming in? So I think that's probably the biggest question is is who do you put in the put in the front court with um with Clark? And you know, does that uh work as well? Cause uh Watkins was also a pretty solid player last year in his own right.
0: Yeah, I, I think with this team, I think they have a they have some really talented players at the at the top of the roster. But I think what they're lacking, other in addition to maybe like a couple more like really good t- good players, but it's hard to do in, in this league with recruiting being so tough. But just kind of having really solid blue type players, mm-hmm. I don't really see that in his roster, and didn't really bring any in. You could maybe argue Brian Gray, but what what I, when I talk about blue. Some people maybe have def- different definitions, but. You know, if you have scores on your roster, you want guys to get that in the ball. You don't want a guy I'm just taking up space. So I I love targeting guys that have, you know, get four or five assists per game, give you some defense, get you maybe five, six, seven points. I'm not really seeing that with his roster. Maybe I'm I'm not looking uh, hard enough here, but the guys on the bench, uh, it seems like the only guys that really passed that year were his two-point guards. There's just not really much else on the roster in terms of guys who – maybe buying into, uh, you know, kind of a team-first passing oriented offense. So it's going to be interesting to see how this team fits together. There's definitely pieces there. It's just um, – I think it's going to be a challenge for this coach to kind of get it all to mesh and, and make it back to the NTT. Any other thoughts on the whippersnappers?
1: Uh, no. No, I think, uh, I think you summed that up nicely, just trying to figure out roles, responsibilities, rotations, play styles, things like that. Just how, how does everything fit together, I I think you summed that up perfectly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if Collie can match that production. And um, you know, I've seen a lot of players with really gaudy stats from high school in terms of like volume, you know, having 22 shots a game. Is that going to translate right away? Sometimes, you know, those guys maybe you kind of have uh, expectations that might be a little bit too high, at least early on. But um, it'll be interesting to see. He certainly will be tested early. They got a pretty tough schedule. Um, and obviously this this group is not um is not an easy task either. Um, Last team in the group, and this is a team that I don't think I've seen in the uh, PNTT, but um, this is a team from my conference. This is Keystone. Keystone has been the laughing stock of Conference 21 ever since I joined, but uh, that's, no, that's no slight to Coach Flayhawk. Uh, he took over not too long ago. This is just coach after coach who would join the team. You're like, we finally find a guy who's interested in playing, and then he just you know, inactive after less than a season. So, you look at their team history no interns, just all coaches, most of them inactive. Uh, but playoff is it's been a slow, steady build for this program, but they're finally at the point now where um, they're competitive against everybody in the conference. They, I think, beat us last year. Um, he's a sneaky, good team. Uh, he's a good coach too. He coaches in League Forty Two with the same team name. He loves the Keystone Lights, <laughs> um, so I like I like his team. I'm glad he's getting some maybe more national exposure being in the PNTT. Um, as for the team himself, uh, you look at the numbers; they don't blow you away, uh, especially last year being a 10 and 14. He finished last in the PTT. It's uh, you know it's never never a good thing to see that finish at 64 in a tournament setting, but. I like the direction of his team. He loses his top score, Coon, unfortunately, but he brings back Olson, who's kind of it was their one one of their top two scorers. And Thompson's a really good all around small forward at six foot eight. Um the class he brings in doesn't blow you away again, but I think Alex Eddy um is the kind of the star of the class and I think he'll slot right in at that shooting guard spot. Um and probably will be a I would say a seamless transition from from um, starting last year to this year, he looks like a good player and a pretty good defender as well. I think would be a solid addition. The other two guys, are not too uh, high on. So it will be interesting to see where I this team's depth rounds out. They had okay depth off the bench last year. They're looking at their backup uh, backcourt, a couple decent scores in McCormick and Robinson. Um, but. Yeah, I just there's there's not a ton here, but it's you can see maybe a, a nucleus of a team that could potentially be competitive in the future. What do you think about the the Keystone Knight?
1: Yeah, I think i I think you uh you summed this team up pretty well, coach, and obviously you, you know them uh, well as a you know as a as a conference rival of yours. Um I I think again as you mentioned losing you know losing their best scorer their shooting guard it's going to come down to to do you put the freshman Alex Eddy in that spot um, Brian Robinson is our backup shooting guard you know I, he played reasonably well so uh you know and and a, and a fairly efficient shooter as well so I think it's probably going to be one of those two that's going to get the nod and the, and the and the chance there so um uh, but again probably neither one of them is going to give you the same level of production that Coon did so uh, they, um, again a, a team as you mentioned that looks like they've made some strides in recent years that they've uh, you know pulled their team out of the doldrums to where they're you know at least competitive on a night in night out basis um, you know and, and great to see them join the the PNTT as you mentioned get some exposure get a chance to really beef up that strength of schedule kind of measure yourself against some really good teams and and they'll have the opportunity to do that with, with Rockford, uh, you know, and, and Bloomington, the likes of those in their group. Um, again, maybe, maybe tough for them to make a lot of traction, but I applaud any coach for that's trying to build a program to to come into the NTT. I was in those shoes a handful of seasons ago and, and it was just a, it was just a good experience to try to build your team and build your program. So, uh, again, there are some good pieces there. I think it's a team that can be competitive, but probably not uh, someone that's going to challenge the the upper echelon in the in the tournament or in the group quite yet.
0: Yeah, I think the one t- one thing missing from this team is a legitimate post post presence. I mean, they got a couple of decent bigs with Sharon and, and Collins, but neither of them really offer any threat to score. I think uh, when you're looking at how is this team, I think that next stack, in addition to obviously just rounding out your entire roster, but they need to get something out of their front court. And unfortunately, they didn't really bring anything in this year. Uh, probably not for that of trying. It was obviously so hard to bring anyone over six foot eight in this league and have them be a, you know, a consistent four-year uh, player. Um, so that's the next challenge for this team. But I do like the is building with um, Thompson and now Eddie. Uh, I, I, I am higher on Eddie than probably more people. I've seen a lot of, at least for me in recent, this is why I love Pesley, because... The seasons just run so quick, but I, I've been loving going after undersized small forwards for whatever mm-hmm. reason. I mean, for whatever reason, you can find these guys where you know they have great attributes, but they're not putting up good stats for whatever reason. And even though it's one position change, small forward to shooting guard, that can make a huge difference. And mm-hmm. I think Eddie can be um, a sneaky good player, and uh, I got to watch out for it in uh, in Congress Twenty One. Um, this group, though, I think it's pretty obvious. I, w- I would say the Rockford are heavy, heavy favorites to come out of this group. Do you see a second team in addition to Rockford coming out here?
1: Yeah, I agree with you. Rockford is a team to beat. Uh, I, I I am high on Bloomington. I think that's a team that is a, that's very cheesecloth worthy, if you if you want to phrase it that way. I think that's a you know, again a team with a with a pretty solid track record in recent years. And if if I remember right, they've made some playoff runs in the PMTT on more than one occasion the last handful of seasons. So uh I, I would I would not look past them. I think they're a they're a definite candidate to to join Rockford and move on. Um again I think I think Flagstaff and Keystone probably have a little bit of an uphill battle. Um but again I think they are good enough to you know you know get a couple of wins or put a scare in some teams here or there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think the success of either Flagstaff or uh, Bloomington—no disrespect to Keystone—I don't see Keystone making it, but I think the success of both of those teams hinges on the incoming freshmen. I think uh, if this this point guard that Flagstaff got, Conley, is legit and can get you know twenty-five, thirty a night, I think they could easily sneak in um, as a second band. And then same thing for for Bloomington—you know, losing Brooker is huge, but if um, this new guy—I already forgot his name, but uh, pull him up right now. Uh, Rahu Barrios. If he ends up being the player that I think um, Coach Rob thinks he can be, I think Bloomington um, could very well become uh be that second bid. Um, any other thoughts on this group? Obviously, Rockford is is the team to beat. Um, any, anything else uh, that uh, stands out particularly about the other three teams?
1: Uh, no, I don't think so. Like I said, it's, it's, it's Rockford's world. I think in this group and, and the rest of them were the rest of them and, and most of the rest of the league are living in it. And and again, I, I expect a big thing coach future stars team this year, uh, not only in pool playing in this tournament, but that in the season as well, they're, they've got to be one of the favorites to win the whole thing. So just fascinated to see if that, uh, if that lineup of five returning players can, uh, can get it done this season.
0: Exciting times indeed for, for Rock Uh We'll be back for one more group after this. Uh, thanks for listening.